the Menninger Clinic. It's still in operation down in Houston, Texas. He was trying to discover the origin of the ills of many of his patients in his clinic. And so he decided he would embark on a little experiment. He instructed his clinic staff to give his patients what he called generous amounts of creative love. And so for six months, he told them, no bad attitudes will be tolerated by you, my staff, and let's just love these patients very openly, big doses of creative love. And then he watched. And after six months, he noted that the average time that his patients were in his clinic was cut by almost exactly one half. And afterwards, he said, love cures people. It cures both the ones who give it as well as the ones who receive it. To quote another doctor, a Swiss physician by the name of Paul Tournier, he said, I am convinced that nine out of every ten people who go to see a psychiatrist don't need one. What they need is someone who will show them God's love and they will get better. No one did that better than Jesus. He demonstrated the love of God to a cross-section of humanity during his days. He loved the worst of sinners. He loved the best of saints. He loved lepers and prostitutes, young children, older people, religious people, atheists. Jesus Christ showed the love of God in human flesh, for the next several weeks, we're going to look at several of those different approaches and encounters Jesus had with these people. Today, I want to begin by giving you four foundational truths. Let's look at it like we're laying a foundation this morning. And we have four corners of this foundation, and we'll make four points that lay the groundwork for those four foundational corners. The first truth is simple. It's what is in the title itself, Jesus Loves People. I've asked you to turn to Mark chapter 10 because of the statement that is found in this encounter. Mark chapter 10, verse 17. Now, as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him, and asked him, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. And he answered and said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come take up the cross and follow me. But he was sad at this word and he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Now here is a young man who is markedly different than Jesus Christ. 
Not only is this young man a rich young ruler, as he is often called, but there are other things to notice as far as the differences. First off, he doesn't know what Jesus knew. That's why he asked him, what must I do that I can inherit eternal life? Another difference is that he was nowhere near the level of spirituality that Jesus was. He recognized that Jesus was a teacher, good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? A third thing to make note of is that this young man was pretty self-righteous. When Jesus rattles off the commandment, he boldly asserted, I've kept all of these from my youth. And the fourth difference is this young man was gripped by the sin of greed and materialism. And once confronted by Jesus...